carrion crawlers. Through no fault of your own, you find yourself lost deep underground. Your torch is dwindling, you haven't seen natural light in quite some time, and panic is beginning to set in. Suddenly, you feel a slick tentacle lash across your arm, and as pain radiates outward from the wound, you discover you can no longer move. You are paralyzed, and you now see what's connected to the tentacle, a nine-foot-long bug skittering on numerous legs towards you. This is a carrion crawler, and you are soon to be its dinner, and also possibly a host for its offspring. Carrion crawlers aren't one of the more iconic creatures in D&D, but they certainly have their place in the game's history, and are another one of the few creatures that Wizards of the Coast doesn't allow people to freely use. Let's take a closer look at these creepy crawlies. Carrion crawlers go back to the first Dungeons & Dragons supplement in 1975, Greyhawk, where they are described as corpse scavengers that use tentacles to paralyze victims. That basic description would carry on throughout every iteration, as they would be featured in the AD&D 1st Edition Monster Manual, the D&D Basic Set, the 2nd Edition Monstrous Compendium, and every initial monster manual for each following edition. They would also be featured in other D&D games, such as Baldur's Gate 1 and 2. The Dragon Magazine published an article on the ecology of the Carrion Crawlers in their 267th edition in 2000. I'll primarily be using this article, as well as the entry from the Monstrous Compendium for AD&D 2nd edition for this video. Appearance-wise, carrion crawlers look like a cross between a cutworm and a cephalopod, due to the tentacles, overall resembling a giant millipede. An adult carrion crawler is 9 feet long, 3 feet wide at the head, with 8 tentacles emerging around its mouth. The creature moves by utilizing 12 sets of legs underneath its body, which makes it capable of moving backwards as quickly as forwards and lets it move along walls and ceilings without being slowed down. Most of a carrion crawler's body is soft and fleshy, akin to a caterpillar, but its head is covered in a hard plate made of chitin, and so it will typically try to keep facing its prey if possible. Running along their bodies are 18 small holes, called spiracles, that allow them to breathe. The carrion crawler's large bug eyes have evolved to be adept at picking up movement in the dark, and their bodies are covered in tiny hairs that sense vibrations, giving them an acute sense of hearing. The creature's senses of touch, taste, and smell are all provided through the use of their tentacles, which they constantly flail about while moving through the dark. The tentacles are really the primary feature of the carrion crawlers, as it's how they manage to take down live prey. The tentacles each secrete a sticky substance that causes paralysis upon skin contact, lasting for quite some time. In combat, a carrion crawler will typically focus on one target at a time, lashing out with all eight tentacles, which more likely than not leads to the target dropping to the ground, paralyzed. It's said that severed carrion crawler tentacles can be used by an alchemist to make a potion that protects from paralysis. If there are no other threats, the creature will then begin to feed upon the still living victim, taking bites out of them until they die. As their name implies, carrion crawlers typically feast on carrion, dead animals, 
and will wander through underground passages until they come across some. Other, more intelligent creatures in the area, such as goblins or trolls, might leave out bodies of foes so that carrion crawlers will stay away from their habitats and they'll act as inadvertent defenses from wanderers. Some orcs have been known to chain live prisoners near a carrion crawler nest as an execution. Although carrion crawlers have no issues eating corpses, they also don't have any issues killing living prey as well, if no corpses can be found. The average carrion crawler lives for only about two years, with one year spent as an adult. Towards the end of their life cycle, both males and females will go about the process of mating. This reproduction is done by a male depositing blobs of fluid along a tunnel, which are picked up by the tentacles of a female and stored in their mouths, triggering egg production. This fluid is later used to fertilize the female's eggs after they are laid. Males will attempt to mate with as many females as possible, and will die a month or so later. Females, however, once mated, will go off in search of a large corpse, either by finding one or by killing a large creature. Once found, the female will lay around 100 eggs within the corpse, and will die a few weeks later due to exhaustion from the effort. Between that time, though, the female, as well as other carrion crawlers, may feast on some of the eggs, a favorite food of the adults. A week after being laid, the eggs will hatch as the newborn carrion crawlers chew their way out. Once hatched, they fall into a feeding frenzy due to the abundance of carrion around them, and many of the grubs will be devoured by their siblings in the process. Those that survive by avoiding being eaten by both their siblings and adult carrion crawlers might grow to maturity. Over the course of the next year, the young carrion crawlers will molt their skin a number of times, roughly once every month. This shedding process takes about a day, and the crawler gains about 6 inches in length with each molting, starting out at a foot long. Once the carrion crawler is 6 feet long, it undergoes a metamorphosis, taking about a week to rip out of its grub skin completely and emerging as a small adult. More monthly molts continue, growing a foot each time, until the carrion crawler reaches its full length of 9 feet. With that, the creature has another year of eating and mating before death. Carrion crawlers are typically solitary creatures, being more than capable of hunting by themselves and will keep permanent underground layers for themselves near frequent sources of food. Carcasses are generally dragged back to the lair to be devoured, but they might eat it on the spot if the carrion is too large to be dragged, or is too rotten to be moved without falling apart. Since whole carcasses of intelligent creatures are often dragged into a carrion crawler's lair, it's not uncommon to find small hordes of treasure there, including coins, gems, and metallic objects. Most organic objects, such as items made of cloth or leather, are usually at least partially devoured by hungry carrion crawlers, though. It's not unheard of for multiple carrion crawlers to share a lair, as long as food is plentiful enough, although they will never work together in a hunt. They also might attack one another if there is a dispute over a carcass or a victim, 
which takes some time as carrion crawlers are immune to the paralytic secretion. No more than six carrion crawlers have ever been seen sharing the same layer, however. Carrion crawlers aren't really complicated creatures, like dragons or beholders. They are relatively mindless, with lives based on instinct, and don't live long enough to really make much of a difference in the world. Some speculate that carrion crawlers are the result of an experiment by some mad wizard long ago, while others believe that they actually come from another planet, the same planet as the Mind Flayers. They claim that the Mind Flayers actually raised carrion crawlers, although for what purpose exactly is a mystery. Regardless, carrion crawlers are definitely one of the creepier creatures you can come across in a dark cavern and just a further reminder to travel in numbers, and when in doubt, carry a big stick.